Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Imagine having your entitled parent break your expensive computer. We'll get to that in a bit, but first, she doesn't care if you work till 4 a.m. She has to let the neighborhood know she's a Christian by 5.30 a.m. We siblings, 22-year-old male, me, 25-year-old female, Annika, left home together in 2021. Not because we didn't love our mom, 58-year-old female, but because grandma, 78-year-old female, Teresa, was too toxic for us and my sister was slowly wasting away. She didn't want to leave me alone since I don't make enough to have a decent life yet and wanted to take our mom too, but sadly some of the toxic behavior has already gotten to her and we just don't need it. For some context, Teresa is a hardcore Christian, which is mostly fine, but she also has some kind of twisted mentality that makes it hard to have a normal life with her. Our uncle has already gone low contact with her, but she just never understands why. Her rules and lack of sense are just overwhelming. You're not allowed to watch TV under the same roof. Anything but news and Christian channels will be met with hours of talking about how the TV was invented by the devil and how demons will invade your house via the TV. You cannot eat anything her dietarian has told her not to eat. Teresa doesn't understand all bodies work differently and would nag Annika nonstop for eating pretty healthy stuff like rice crackers with peanut butter to the point Annika just forgot to eat during days but would still claim to be fat. Women cannot wear pants or jeans, that would only start the holy rolling about how they're promiscuous and wanting to be men, add some transphobia here. Even after leaving, Annika still won't wear them. You can't date. If you're dating, you sure are having sex and she'll tell you about how she resented our grandfather for wanting to hook up with her and feel dirty every time and you're dirty too and you better not touch her because she's a saint and clean. But most important, by 5.30am she will blast her radio for the entire neighborhood to hear. Same old hymns, same screaming preachers claiming fire will consume you eternally every single day. Despite being socially awkward and having a very bad health, Annika did well for herself and is a developer. She doesn't seem to have a healthy relationship with work, so it's usual to find her in her desk as early as 4am. I used to force her to go to sleep by turning off the modem, or she would just go on until her nose bled, or her migraines forced her to stop, which was scary. She paid full bills and food until I convinced her to move out with me. Now we teamed up to work on bills and food as well as chores, but Annika's health is declining, and no doctor's been able to help her or tell us what's wrong with her. Her checkups say she's healthy, but I see she's not. I wanted to move back with mom, allow her and Teresa to take care of Annika, because despite everything, they are always there if Annika is bleeding or having an asthma attack. She needs them, and it's not like we'll freeload or anything. But how does Teresa react? Does she make noise while working at night? I have to sleep. And upon requesting she doesn't turn on the radio at 5.30 because she will no doubt wake up Annika or worsen her migraines, Teresa's response was, 
but I need my radio. It's the only thing that makes my day happy. And I need to wonder how listening about eternal doom can make her happy. I need help. I work during days on a nearby gym, and my biggest fear is finding my sister dead when I go back home. It might not be a valid fear, given that no diagnosis has been made, but it still scares me and I can't understand how a radio and a bunch of locos would be more important than my sister. It would be nice to have the extra eyes, but I think they're still better off away from that environment where clearly Teresa is only looking out for Teresa. I think it's just too toxic and maybe stressful. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you can't get enough of hearing about these entitled parents, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, I feel like I have trouble forgiving my dad for sending me home. I, female, 21, always had a difficult relationship with my mom. Sometimes I feel so sad and lonely in my own house, and everything I do seems like it's wrong. I felt like disappearing for some months and after years of my life. Last year, I opened my eyes to what was happening between me and her because of a post here on Entitled Parents where I told my story. I feel like every second of my life is controlled, even though I'm an adult, so I sometimes spend more time by my dad's. Ever since I have to come to her house, it feels like my heart's falling. I tried moving out, but I can't find a job that pays enough for me to pay my bills, so I'm gonna go to my dad's. But every time I go there to spend only some days, he always sends me home, even when I insist to stay and he knows what happens already. I love my dad so much, and my relationship with him is perfect, but I feel like he doesn't care sometimes about it, every time he sends me back home, and I can't get rid of this feeling even though it hurts. Our next story is, peanut allergies is less than her son's breakfast. I worked in daycare for a year, and will now post all my entitled parent BS. I was a preschool assistant teacher and enjoyed many of the kids. Three of the kids in our room had peanut allergies. One kid can just sense a peanut and gets red instantly. So as you walk into the room, you'll see a big X on peanuts and other deadly allergies the other children have. One mom was late bringing her son into class. She's rushing him through the door with his breakfast when I noticed his breakfast contained peanuts. I asked the mom if she can take the peanuts back home and I would sit outside the classroom with her son to finish the rest of the breakfast. She looks up at me with so much rage. Why? She asked. I let her know that there are children in our classroom with horrible peanut allergies and we don't allow any peanuts past the store. So he isn't supposed to eat because of these kids? I said no, he can still eat, just not peanuts. She says so we have to move our life around for someone else's child? I then just responded, he just can't have any peanuts past the store. She then sat with him outside our classroom for him to finish his breakfast. She was calling, I assumed, her husband to let her know how disrespectful I was to her and then started crying. She went to my boss to let her know I told her that her son wasn't allowed breakfast. After watching the tapes with my boss, I was clear to go back to my classroom. I can kind of understand why they would be annoyed. But when you're looking out for the safety of these kids, you know, making sure they don't keel over, and also racking up an emergency room bill, and considering this happens on private property, it's almost completely understandable. This next story is, my dad can't be trusted with our money. So, I want to start by saying my dad is not a bad person, and I do love him very much. He just has this thing about taking our money when we were kids or teens. We would get birthday or Christmas money in the form of a check. Dad would offer to cash it, and we never saw that money again. 
We told everyone to either put cash or gift cards on our birthday or Christmas cards because dad would say he'll cash it for us and then keep the money. We still don't know why. My mom sent me a check to get some money during one of my visits and I had to ask my dad the next day for the money and I kid you not, he took it out of his wallet. He was really under fire after what he did with my brother's graduation money. He said he'd cash the checks and used all the money to buy our kid's sister a Wii. We don't fault our sister at all. She didn't know what happened. He's a good guy otherwise, but we never understood why he thought he could keep our money. I'm just wondering, did they like call him out on this? Forgive me if I'm wrong, but it almost sounds like everybody involved here were passive about it, despite it continuously happening. At some point, I feel like I'd freak out. Our next story is Karen of a Parent. A one-star Google review. This is the only place that I buy my subs from for the past five years. I decided to buy the wings for my little one, and they burned her mouth, they were so spicy. I buy wings all the time from different places, and they usually let you know if they're extra spicy. I called and spoke with this young lady who said that she was the manager, and she was very rude to me. And she told me that her five-year-old eats them, and there's nothing she can do about it. She also said that wing dings are supposed to be spicy. I've never been treated so rudely by anyone from this deli before. I said, we'll just call back tomorrow. And she, 1111, be here tomorrow too. Very, very nasty young lady. I think this is almost just a classic example of a Karen. In fact, it's almost a fun time going around on various stores on Google reviews, going to sort by lowest, and just seeing how many Karen-y complaints you can find. Reading a review for a store where they leave like a two-star review because the employees didn't jump over the counter and run up to them saying, Hi, can I help you? Didn't even acknowledge me when I walked in the store. Our next story is doing maths and thinking about my dad. As I was studying at the library, I realized something about my father. I was scared of going home and showing him the work that I did. I'm learning calculus right now, and the first thing we're doing is going back to learning how to factorize polynomials, because that's going to come in extremely handy. So right now I've got pages and pages full of me practicing factorizing, a pretty early mathematics teaching. Thing is, I'm scared of my father's going to be mad at me for it. Why? He's going to belittle me. He's going to look at all the work that I'm feeling so proud of doing, because to be honest, I did forget some of the basics of factorization and need the practice. And he's going to be shocked, disappointed. He's going to be like, OP, you're doing factorization and you're an insert calculus grade, depending on the country plus region you live in, because we love extremely difficult, incoherent, and totally untraditional school grades. And you're factorizing? You wasted your time. You should have been advancing in the material, not doing simple factorization. A moment ago, I was proud of myself. This thought came into my mind, and there's a pit in my stomach going back home, and him asking what I've done. On the same matter of belittling me, two years ago when COVID was in full swing, my school did one day off, one day on. One day on was on Zoom, and one day was at school. This freaking ruined me, my life, my health, mental, physical, my grades, my parents' vision of me. Depression set in, untreated of course, because my family doesn't believe in that. ADD, untreated of course, because my family doesn't believe in that. A chaotic house, untreated of course, because my family doesn't believe that. My father doesn't even understand why I need to go to the library to study. 
and teachers who don't really know how to use Zoom or get their point across without being in front of their class, in front of their board, which I don't blame them for. So basically, all the classes IRL were the teachers rushing to teach two times the class material in one class, plus absolutely no disponibility to see the teachers. They would sometimes come into our class for a good long 10 minutes and ask if we had any questions, as we were sat on the same desk we'd been sitting at for three and a half hours at this point. Now, I failed mathematics during this year. I got summer school and passed with a grade barely above 60. Next year, I don't know what came over me. Mathematics were so easy. Got 92% in mathematics, first of the class in every single subject. That's right. All the while being in a toxic friendship, depression, ADD, and a more than ever chaotic house. Told my father about that 92. I was so happy about saying it, I was actually forcing myself not to say it with a big smile. My father? You could have done better. He couldn't care less. That scene stuck with me. Most things I don't think about too much. I just forget about it. It doesn't haunt me, even the worst things. But that haunted me. That hurt me so, so, so bad. Now I'm writing this instead of studying in the middle of a library, stressing out about my disappointed, it's because I know you have more potential and you just don't try hard enough. Father, I don't know why I'm posting it. I guess it takes my mind off of things and gives me some hope when I see other people's opinions or advice. Anyways, back to factorizing. I would definitely like to see if OP could try to reach out to either their teachers or their school and explain that they're having struggles. It's always going to vary depending on how good the faculty are, but I think a lot of places will try to help you in one way or another. Also, a 92 is fantastic in my books. This next story is, they play victim and it hurts. So my parents growing up were very abusive. My mom was very mean to me and talked down to me. I wasn't allowed to be myself, wear what I want, make friends, go out, nothing. I was stuck at home taking care of my brothers, all while she was a stay-at-home mom. I did it all, cooked, cleaned, everything. My dad worked all evening and slept all day, and then on his days off he went to spend time with my cousins but never us. I have zero memories with him, and now, thinking back, all the good memories I have with my mom are tainted by who she is. I never got to have happiness for myself. My high school graduation, she came all dressed up for attention, took pictures, and then left. The birth of my older son, she gave me crap the entire time and made my pregnancy miserable. But then when the baby was here, she made me take pictures of her sitting around the hospital while I was in labor. Lastly, the birth of my second child, I didn't even tell her about because she would make it about her. She was so upset. I'm your mom, I would have been supportive is what she told me when I finally told her I had a baby when he was five months old. But somehow she's the victim, because I had to set boundaries. She held me back from so much in life. And when I see other dads being dads, it makes me sad. I mourn for a father. He's alive, but we don't talk. The only conversations we had growing up was him asking us how old we were and what grade we were in every single day. I feel so Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So sad all the time, especially seeing others succeed because their parents supported them. My mom literally made me look bad in front of her whole family and told them so many lies and everyone believed her. So screw me. If all they do is continue to give you crap and don't listen to any of the things that you've got to say, I think maybe it's time to just consider no contact. Our next story is, I'd prefer if you kept my child from playing with foster children. My daycare offered benefits for foster parents and families to use our daycare facilities. In preschool, I had twin girls who I personally loved with my whole heart. The girls were in the foster system. Their parents had drug addictions and when they were found, they were starved. When I saw them for the first time, they were so tiny and just bones but always kept smiling. They mostly kept to themselves but slowly started to play with the other kids. One of the girls was playing really well with another boy. They enjoyed cars and the road carpet we had. They played traffic a lot. I guess the boy had told his mom he made a new friend. The mom asked if she could have the little girl's mom's contact information for playdates. I reached out to her foster mom and got the info. I don't know what happened after switching contact info, but the next day was horrific. The boy's mom dropped him off and asked to talk with my lead teacher. When the lead teacher came back, she looked pale. Apparently the boy's mom was upset her son was playing with a foster child, especially one that came from drug addiction. She said she doesn't want her child around those people and if we could prevent them from playing. Our lead teacher told her we don't prevent children from playing with other children unless they fight a lot. The mom said, so you would prefer if I told my son to beat that little girl in order for you to take action? I think she ended the conversation after that because she didn't want to talk about it anymore. Her son was pulled from the facility and it was his last day with us. She told our boss that if she knew our facility was flooded with foster children, then she would have never have sent her son here. We never got to throw him a goodbye party and he never got to say goodbye to his new friend. The little girl's parents got clean and found a religious community to help them. While I'm not religious, I'm happy they found a place to feel strong. I was nervous to hear that they would be going back, but they looked so excited to see their parents. I hope they're doing well and thriving. I think this is definitely one of the darker sides of this line of work that doesn't really get talked about very much. Where you do your best to take care of these kids and you enjoy spending the time with these kids and watching them, but you find out back at home these poor kids have to deal with way more than they need to and a lot of times you just a person who works at the daycare aren't in any position to do anything about that this next story is mom told me she doesn't want interracial babies i'm not sure if this is the right sub for this but i was talking to my mom and grandchildren were brought up and she explicitly told me she doesn't want interracial grandchildren with specifically Asian grandchildren. This made me feel sick to my stomach and told her she's super racist. She told me she doesn't care, but that she just can't have that. I plan on being a digital nomad for at least the next five years, and so most likely I might meet someone outside of my race. 
It's just crazy how old school parents can be, and it makes me not want to involve her at all with my life. There's a reason I want to live nowhere near my family. They're all super like this without explicitly saying so. Has anyone been in a similar situation? I mean, I'm glad OP doesn't see it the same way. I wonder if they're the kind of person where they don't want it unless it finally affects somebody that they care about. I would just say tell her straight up how you feel, how it's going to be, how it's likely you might meet somebody that isn't your race. And if they can't support that, you can't support having them in your life. Our next story is, mom wants me to sign over a 250,000 beneficiary check. My dad recently passed away, and it came to light that he named me as one of the beneficiaries on his life insurance policy. My mom says that it was a mistake, and that I'm not supposed to be a beneficiary, just my mom. She wants me to file for the money and sign the check over to her. I'm going to go through with it because she's my mom and blah blah whatever, but the insulting part is that my mom says I can keep $5,000 from it to throw my wedding. I only have $2,000 from my own money because my partner and I are kind of broke. Is she being entitled or am I? Or both of us? I really don't think that you can just oops accidentally list a beneficiary on your life insurance policy. Like if you were the only one, maybe I could understand splitting it with her. But I would say keep that money. Don't let her bully you out of an inheritance that your father clearly left for you. This next story is, Entitled Mother Breaks My 3080-slash-computer After I Won't Give Her Kid My PC So, I've been playing on a 1650 Super for a while and wanted something better to bump my graphics up on Tarkov, and my cousin, 31-year-old Entitled Mother, and her son, 13-year-old Entitled Child, were over at my house visiting my parents. My GPU came in while they were over, so I rushed into the office to start putting it in my PC. The entitled child comes in to watch me and talk. About halfway through, he asks me why I have two of them, and I told him it's because I use two computers for my setup for streaming. He runs off and I get back to work. About 40 minutes later, after I get my 3080 in and swap my 1650 Super into my stream slash overlay PC, the entitled mother comes in and starts asking casual questions like, what am I doing? How does it help? And basic stuff. I explained the process and how I used two computers to help with the strain of streaming and gaming when Entitled Mother asked what would be a good computer for Entitled Child for his birthday. I told them I could help build a good PC for Entitled Child on a budget for around $800 to $1100 for a decent starter when she said the words that hurt me. Why don't you give Entitled Child one of your computers? You don't need two and you haven't gotten him gifts for his birthday in a while. Note, they live across the country. I told Entitled Mother I can't do that because my computers are worth over $3,000 with the upgrades and RGB I have in it. Entitled Mother started to say I was ungrateful for what I have and should give Entitled Child my computer because we're family. I started to get heated because Entitled Mother started screaming about how all my life I've only had things handed to me and never had a struggle for what I have. I retorted with, I work two full-time jobs to afford what I have, and I've been working on the computers for over a year. It's not my fault you got pregnant at 18 with a deadbeat who left you. Entitled Mother then violently kicked my computer, shattering the glass and destroying the liquid cooling in 3080, and almost kicked the second PC with the 1650 Super, but was promptly tackled by me. Entitled Mother starts screaming that I assaulted her while I had my father escort her and her child off the premises, which they are never allowed back on. 
family is family, but two simple words, police report. She needs to be taught a lesson here and needs to be held liable. You can't just go around damaging people's multi-thousand dollar devices. I know I would be livid. Our next story is hoarding interior design entitled Mom loved invading my personal space. For my entire life, I've never been able to decorate my room. I guess that's not the biggest thing ever, but it still bummed me out. As you know, I've spent upwards of 95% of my time out of school behind my locked door in my room. When I did have an okay stepdad, this is about my second stepdad from when I was 15 or 16, he would actually tell me about things that happened when I wasn't at home. My mom was the queen of going into your room, rummaging through, taking things and reorganizing how she liked, and selling your stuff. It made no difference if your room was clean to a point or as dirty as dirty got. She would very rarely do this to my brothers as they all slept downstairs or in the living room, and though our house was small, I was smaller. She demolished the room, would sometimes leave it demolished until the day after, and if he touched any of it, she'd go completely nuts. Her constant and only reason for this was, I bought everything in this room, I own this house, I dictate what happens and how it's decorated. If you were ever a kid that got their stuffed animals or toys sold, imagine this every day. Everything you ever felt fond to, either being unfindable or outright never to be seen again. It still kind of rips me apart to write this. I remember distinctly Stepfather 2 going, You know she goes through your room when you're gone, right? Not just in, but through. Even he thought it was harrowing and he was a degenerate. Another story again. My mom got very angry over insignificant stuff. I'd get punished at school for the lates that I'd get from bawling my eyes out in the bathroom. Come home only to get punished a thousand times over. It was ultimately the worst time of my life. I know this isn't about the verbal or physical assault I received, but those in addition just really tie it all together. Getting hit for tardies, sleeping in an unfamiliar room, going to school, and coming back to all of your favorite things you could use to cope, hidden or gone. Most of the time, my phone was also away from me. When she'd do things like that, I had no real choice but to go insane in really someone else's room. Though I'm 19 now, she still does this. About a week or so before now, she added a bed frame to my incredibly small room. She's made it almost unwalkable by trying to force her personal things in my room after I've fleetingly gotten control by being coerced to mostly, getting a vanity desk, a computer chair, an armoire. I had some personal things, makeup, so many books, a pillow, and two stuffed animals and raspberry pie, everything else she bought. And I guess I just felt too intimidated to pretend like I had control over where it went or how long I could have it. She would go through my closet and armoire and sell, burn, or steal the clothes I bought if she personally didn't like them, and fill my closet with clothes she bought until I was 18. Well, since I'm 19, it basically pushed me over the edge. I recognized that I did an act of unnecessary retaliation. I loved it. It was the most fun I ever had. I half took apart the frame, packed my bags of the clothes I could stand, put everything else I bought into a bag, stomped small things I didn't buy and didn't like that she put in there, a cheap painting and an essential oil diffuser, and left for good. Haven't looked back, and I never plan on it. As I bathed before leaving, her screaming, broken voice over the bed frame was my ultimate satisfaction. 
She banged on the bathroom door, jiggled the lock, and wailed uncontrollably. She had never been that angry for me. Guarantee she's been angry at me like that in the past, though. I wish I could see her tear-stained tantrum face. I left Friday morning, as it was snowing in Illinois, everything in my car, and now I'm 336 miles away in a shelter. She can rearrange the room all she wants now. Do your parents also take things like this? Does anyone know why? I just wonder if it was like a method of control or something. I'm just glad that OP took the step that so many people need to take but are scared to do, which is get out of there, cut them off and leave. OP's especially brave considering they went so far away to a shelter. Our next story is, I got busted and in trouble. Continuously been trying to take responsibility for any bad I've caused, but seems like I've done permanent damage. I might have messed up. I live with my mother, she's a single parent and I'm the only child. I'm 23 years and currently doing my final year in college before I go out to the workplace. My relationship with my mom hasn't been the best. One of my closest friends, Anthony, got me into wishing that he sleeps over. Problem was my mom's approval. It was obvious mom wouldn't approve as she hasn't been on good terms with my friend. As a result, my friend visiting me was unknown by mom. So Anthony came over whenever mom would be at work. So the only way we came up with was Anthony hiding. He insisted to hide and sleep over at my house. He got in my wardrobe and stayed there for almost three hours, came out when mom dished out supper. I normally eat supper in my room, and so she does too at the comfort of her TV and bed. Take note, my room is right next to my mom's room. Irregardless of how close my mom's room is, I and Anthony have had a good time together. One morning, mom sends me to get some items in town. Mom's in her room in bed. I get ready to leave and my friend hides. I finally leave, got to town, and bought all the necessary items I was asked to get. I get back with bags to find out mom and my friend talking. She was calm, told me to join them, and calmly she started getting me to talk. There, I was thinking of what she once told me, to not keep secrets from her and to trust her as my mom. I admitted everything. She acted supportive and discontinued the sleeping over. The next day, blew up in exaggeration. Since that day, she's been cursing me with hurtful words, reminding me each time of how foolish I am. I've changed. I've even done what I would have never have done just to impress or get her to calm down. She assumes and never attempts to ask or even understand. She's always compared me with other people, always considered herself and how she's seen by people. What should I do or expect out of this situation? She has constantly reminded me of how she no longer trusts me. Apparently there's more to the story than OP's shared here, including OP having an addiction of a rather severe kind. And, I mean, they did sneak somebody into their mother's house without their mother knowing. I think that's fair to kind of be upset about. But, with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy entitled parent story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 